0: What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. Yeah. All right. We're going. All right. You're gonna have to carry a little bit. I woke up this morning with
1: the sniffles. Yeah, you don't look so great. It's just the sniffles. Are you sure? Yeah. Night your eyes look pink
0: cuz i've been like rubbing my nose Huh?
1: Huh? That shoes he does. Uh, I've just been going at my nose in late. Like, huh? Oh, here comes another one. <coughs> Drink oh. every time Nathan uh, sneezes. This is going to be exhausting. I hope it stops <laughs> at some point. But, um, I, I yeah. trust in you. I feel like your body like, just takes over. Your body just goes into work mode and then just forgets about it. At some point, yeah. And probably. then we'll stop recording. It'll be like, thanks for the hang. you, achoo, you, uh, And you pass out. Probably. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah. But anyway, Nathan, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bodily issues. Uh-huh. How come some people, uh, people, how come some pimples hurt and some don't? Um, I, I, I I never knew painful pimple on my nose. It's weird that it's painful. Is it like on a nerve? I think
0: like, I I don't know the science behind this, but like usually the ones on the nose are the ones that tend to hurt the most. Really? For me, at least like whenever I have a painful pimple, it tends to be on my nose. And the worst are when they're inside your nose.
1: Oh, that's crazy!
0: Have you ever got one of those?
1: It, yes, actually, I haven't thought about it in a while, but yeah, I definitely yeah, have. Like an inside nose. Those but are like, gnarly.
0: Yeah, like I for the longest time I never really knew. I always thought it was like a pimple that was under my skin that was coming out.
1: But it's just like on the inside. Yeah, of but it, like
0: then I then I only recently like I, I I I well I didn't look at it, but like I was feeling around and I was like, <laughs> oh wait, it's like a pimple, but it's inside my nose, and those are the ones that hurt the most. Um, thank goodness I don't have one right now because I've been rubbing my nose all morning.
1: I think you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I'll be all right. I took a Zyrtec like a like half an hour ago. So like, usually what happens is when my nose feels like this after I take a Zyrtec, it's it'll calm down. But afterwards, I I just
1: get really drowsy. Yeah, but also generally you're a clean faced person. You don't really get pimples. Pimples not. Often. You're pretty good about that Yeah Me, me too also That's why it's weird That's why it's like It's noteworthy when I have a pimple That's yeah. the only reason Why I bring it up in the podcast <laughs> But luckily it's under my glasses Or maybe my glasses Are what caused it Because it's yeah. right On the bridge of my glasses Do you sanitize
0: your glasses often?
1: I, I The lens Right I think I forget I, I neglect the frame Yeah
0: like Just like a, a wipe down Every couple of days you know Yeah good point I should start doing that Man, but yeah, I'm gonna am gonna slowly lose focus as the podcast goes because see, I, I don't understand. A lot of people always say Zyrtec is like a non non-drowsy. It is a
1: non-drowsy. Yeah, in but my in my like
0: yeah experience, I, I, like that's what I always hear from people. But then almost without fail, every time I I feel like a bit like um, I usually take it whenever I have no stuff going on, mm. and after I take the Zyrtec, the um, during the time the medication takes effect and my nose gets better, I also find myself getting, like, very drowsy.
1: Mm, That sucks.
0: I'm not sure what that is. Maybe, like... Maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe. I I really don't know. Like, maybe... Because, you know, like, sometimes different biologies just react to medication differently. Yeah. And for the most part, my body doesn't react too much to anything. Yeah. So maybe, like, this is just one of those, like rewired things it could be
1: also life hack uh, you mentioned Zyrtec and we're not we're not we're not, we're not sponsored by them though mm-hmm. so we we, we're, we would be happy to come at as big pharma yeah uh, but a, a life hack which might ruin our sponsorship potential is like I think I've told you about this you go on the internet and you just order medication from like Indian websites mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome <laughs> so it's like it's like I swear to god I haven't done the math but it's like so much cheaper
0: how sketch though
1: not at all sketch it's like it's that's why it's a hack it's like you get the exact same medication under a different name from slightly different like warehouses like where do you think your zyrtec is made i don't know i don't know but i know mine's made from india (laughs) right see i know where mine is made from right 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 so and and it's much cheaper you don't get the branding and stuff so i have like 120 zyrtex and and like 120 claritins (laughs) just trade off what
0: if you're what if you're depriving like some poor village from cheap medications
1: I'm okay with that. Okay,
0: <laughs> because like, that's the thing, right? Like they they they, t- they price the medication kind of based on like the society that you're in. Yeah, almost. Like, I, don't, there's, there's I don't know. A, there's is like that a, true? Well, I mean, it's it, it, they, they'll never say that that is like a fact, but you just have to look at the numbers to realize right. that like most countries kind of go by like what is the socioeconomic status of the country well the way the
1: way i'm looking at it is that i'm pumping money into the indian economy
0: okay because i i mean you you just you just look at like um uh the u.s's healthcare costs versus all the other countries like they're selling the same stuff but they're pricing a premium
1: yeah that's because it's not sponsored it's not co-paid by the government or whatever
0: no isn't it because of like it's of their 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 medical system is for profit so therefore like the end goal is To make money not to cure people?
1: Yeah, that's why it's shitty. (laughs) Yeah,
0: So it's not even like a government thing. It's just like how the businesses run over there because of like how they're allowed to run. But if they weren't allowed to run that way or if they had to adjust for like their population, they would just charge closer to the production price. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things where I'm talking out of my ass again. It
1: seems like it. Yeah, It's like that's how fake news happens, I feel.
0: But like I looked into it a decent amount Mm -hmm. but not deep enough to really – because I don't have a medical background. But like I mean –
1: okay. But when you say – okay. When you say America, you mean specifically America. You don't mean like the West, right? No. No, no. I it's mean like, like specifically America.
0: America compared to say like Canada, yeah, I was or Canada and like that. parts of parts of Europe. Mm-hmm. Like the U.S. healthcare costs are almost cartoonishly, yeah,
1: astronomically high. Yeah, it, yeah. it's
0: it's it's to the point where you even wonder like who, how are they getting away with this for mm. so many years?
1: It's all fucked up. I mean, it's it's because it's. It, I mean, I joked. I mentioned them earlier. It is because of Big Pharma, yeah, and like lobbying and governments and a lot of dirty shit happening. Yeah, it, that's dodgy. Mm-hmm. My purchase is totally clean, except I did have to pay in Bitcoin. <laughs> I just remembered that I'm like it was totally fine. I gave my money and they sent it. How did I give my money? Get through Bitcoin. It's,
0: it's just, just so so. It's a completely anonymous transaction. Yeah, pretty much decentralized medication.
1: Hey man, but when have you ever paid point zero 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 eight four for something? Yeah, That's I don't even. Bitcoins I, I paid. I don't even
0: have Bitcoin.
1: Do you how much how much do you,
0: do you, did you invest in Bitcoin early on?
1: I, I no, not at all. Right. I have a friend of mine who was like on a whim. I bought a quarter of Bitcoin, and then later, and then you, you, then he just remembered, and like years later, he's like, oh, I have like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, but no, I um like there's a service where you can convert like cash to Bitcoin specifically for you know buying right. pharmaceuticals or the dark web. I
0: was really you know. close to buying Bitcoin back in two thousand
1: ten. Oh, that would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, it was like the thing is. It wasn't even like a thing of like, ooh, this is going to be the thing of the future. It was literally because like I saw a um like an article about, oh, wait, know what was it. I I was in the US at the time or was it right before the US. I'm going to I messing the story up, but basically there was something that I needed to pay for with Bitcoin and I was like, "Oh, what's Bitcoin? I don't have it." Mm-hmm. Then I looked online and I said, "Oh, buy Bitcoin for this much." And it wasn't very much at the time. It was like uh, under a hundred, much less, yeah, really? it was like twenty five bucks for a bitcoin or Ugh, forty bucks damn. or fifty bucks, something like that, and I tried to buy it to pay for this purchase, um, but they could only accept u s credit cards
1: oh, that sucks,
0: and no, and the thing is like, should I have been more persistent, I totally could have found a workaround. But there's definitely
1: a way. I mean, if, for example, you could have just asked a friend.
0: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like the thing is, if you're motivated enough, you'll find a way to do it. Yeah. Like, for example, when I try to buy games from like the PlayStation Network, you can, from the US store or like something from the US Apple store, I will find a workaround. But because at the time it didn't seem very urgent. Yeah. And it was kind of like one of those purchases I was going to do on a whim anyway. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there's this roadblock and I need a US credit card to pay for it. Eh, fuck
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, but you were going to spend the Bitcoin though, right? Well, I was or gonna, are you gonna buy extra. I was gonna buy like a bunch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So just, just just to reference, just to make I mean, you know it's don't cry over spilled milk and always look to the future and all that mm-hmm. shit but so Nathan was you were going to buy Bitcoin for around $25 you think
0: around there like, I remember the thing
1: I was paying US for dollars.
0: was 0.25 Bitcoins okay and like they were selling Bitcoins in increments of like 2, 5, 10, 20, right. 50, 100
1: okay so at the time a Bitcoin say roughly was 25 bucks uh, today one Bitcoin equals $8,889 yeah I've, I've what are heard. you going to do I mean like what are you going to do <laughs> I've heard <laughs> but you know you never know What what am I going to do?
0: Like call myself potential Bitcoin billionaire? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like a bitter way to go about life. It's fine. I just, I missed that boat. Next time I'm trying to make an online purchase using questionable currency, I'm going to follow through.
1: Yeah. That's what I did. (laughs) And the thing is like I bought like, because you can only, when I bought my, my Indian pills... My IPs, if you will. Um, you, you have to buy... I had to get too many Bitcoin. I couldn't get the exact amount, so I had a little bit over. So I had like $50 worth of Bitcoins, and I sold it for $55. You
0: had $50 worth of Bitcoins.
1: Yeah, and I made a sweet $5 profit after it went down forever. Then it went up, and I was like, get rid of it. When was this? Uh, it's like, yeah, it was like six months. So, like, the Bitcoin price like kind of six months ago, fl- you had 50 up. Bitcoins? $50 worth oh, of Bitcoins. Oh, right. Jesus <laughs> so, in other words, terrifying. I had point .0000. zero, zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nathan, I'm currently a millionaire. <laughs> that, that wasn't making sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I had 50... Okay, so, like, to buy the pills, you have to buy X amount. And it's fine. But anyway. Okay, before I start losing you, I yeah. really want to talk about um, Hannah Kimura. Have you been following this at all? Um,
0: Vaguely, because... Everyone in this apartment watches Terrace House yep. but myself. Yep. And um, almost all the group chats I'm in have just spoken about it to some extent.
1: Yeah, it just goes to show. And it's it's interesting because, okay, for those of you who don't know anything about Terrace House or, you know, female Japanese wrestling, uh, Hannah Kimura was a 22-year-old. She was uh, re- on the most recent cast of Terrace House. I think you can still watch it on Netflix. Uh, and she committed suicide on Saturday. Uh, just just less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked because it's like... She
0: committed suicide as a result of...
1: Of cyberbullying is right. what people are saying. I mean, at the end of the day, if there's, it's, it's, suicide's not a simple thing. There's never one reason, right? Of course.
0: But was there a pointed kind of
1: like um, inciting incident? Oh, there was the 100% an inciting incident. Yeah, it's right. fucking terrible. So, so could, I'm not sure which episode it was, but it was a couple episodes back on Terrace House where... Okay, it's going to sound really stupid, but just always remember uh, a, a, a woman it. lost her life. Go for it, go for um it. Basically the oh see the, okay so the basic, basic premise is a terrace house a bunch of attractive japanese people live in a house and live their lives and they still go in their day jobs and shit and mm-hmm. whatever um so in w- this hanakamura is a professional wrestler and just this past january the shows are only like a couple months delayed so like just in january of 2020 she went to the tokyo dome and basically performed to what i understand is like the, the japanese equivalent of wrestlemania mm-hmm. and she was like the first woman to do so and like since forever how long so it was a huge thing for her and she had this special costume made up for it and it was great blah 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 she did well and then um, that was on the wrestling side so in the terrace house she goes back to the terrace house she's very happy she puts her clothes in the laundry and washes it and here's where it gets kind of weird for me because I stopped watching it but here's from what I understand from what I understand she put her her special outfit in the the laundry washed it left it there went on a weekend trip to Kyoto Mm -hmm. and then came back Still left it there, and then this guy who she used to be interested in, this guy named Kai, so just to make it easy. So Kai did his laundry Mm -hmm. and then didn't realize her stuff was in there, just her one garment. So she put his his, his laundry in, then he put it to the dryer, and then basically her shit shrank. She ruined it. He ruined it. And she lost her shit at it, at him, and kind of rightfully so. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, it was vicious. Like, she got really mad because there's a lot of baggage there where she like liked this guy, but it turns out he was broke and kind of didn't have his life together. So all this shit kind of came out. Right. She accused he's a aspiring stand up comedian, uh-huh. and she was all like, "How are you going to be a stand up comedian when you don't even have your life in order? Oh, my hard work goes to waste. All this shit, it's fucking brutal. Right. But a lot of it was rightfully so. But I mean, you could argue that she crossed the line, got really personal, and got really mean. Um, she ended up slapping the hat off his head and walking off, and then like then like later that episode or an episode later, he, the guy left because he just couldn't take it. Basically, yeah. Um, so this is where the shitty part happens: is that the fan backlash against Hannah was ridiculous. Yeah, like people were all over her Twitter, on her all her social medias. She de- deactivated some. But, you know, fans will find a way to be, yeah. like, to chip at her, be like, you were off the cross the line. You were being a bitch. You were, you know, cross the line, blah, blah, blah. She's being really mean to her, sending, uh th- saying that she wished she would die, all this awful stuff. Uh-huh. And then it f- it's fucked up because then, like, the days leading up to her, to her death, she posted stuff on social media of how she was self-harming, uh goodbyes multiple times, and basically left a suicide note. And then, yeah, she uh, – there's news reports now. I don't know how – I don't want to, like – spread fake news but she she killed herself like she she killed herself in her apartment in tokyo and it's really sad because like she's 22 years old had her whole life ahead of her and i don't really know what to like make of it it's like fucked up it's sad yeah i mean so you know i i from from what
0: i've heard like i know one of the big things of people kind of uh, uh going on the other side instead of being sympathetic um a lot of people are saying like oh if you want to be put in this if you want to be famous or that's if you want to be a public figure <laughs> if you want to put yourself in that position then that's your responsibility that's your fault i've heard a lot of people um voice this opinion and the thing is okay uh, to 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 kind of play devil's advocate to be fair it's a valid opinion to look at it from that one perspective, you mm-hmm. know, like, yes, she did sign all the forms that had her agree to have every aspect of her life filmed while she was on that show yeah. um, or every aspect of her life while she's in that house, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that's on her. And but the thing is, like, but like no one asks to be bullied. Yeah. No one asks to be cyber bullied. Uh, nobody asks to 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 have that kind of vitriol slung at them, but I, I I I will say that it's always a big question mark when I'm watching reality TV like this. Mm-hmm. I don't often watch it, but occasionally, like I'll peek in, right? Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, when someone does something that is seen as reprehensible, or someone does something that is seen as negative on the show, any show, dating shows, reality shows, yeah, like yeah. game shows. Um, what then happens to them I always wonder because everyone's profile is an open book book now everyone is contactable to some extent everyone can be found on the internet especially if they're on a show Um, like for example um, when we watched Love is Blind Too Hot to Handle? sorry yes Too Hot to Handle Uh, when we watched Too Hot to Handle and that thing happened with francesca and nicole the floridian girl mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they were scheming and they did this thing and basically they, they the show painted the floridian girl as like the bad guy and like she's kind of like irredeemable and kind of a bitch like the only thing i could wonder the whole time is man what does her instagram look like right now yeah like the whole time i'm just wondering like man what does her social media look like and i hope she can take it mm-hmm. because the thing is a lot of these people are also very New to it. Yeah. You know? Like, the concept of being a public figure, the concept of fame is very much, like, this pie-in-the-sky idea, as opposed to, like, a reality that they have lived with for however, however long. Yeah. So, like, for it to suddenly come raining down on them from zero to a hundred, just, like, you know, from a little bit of fandom to, like, a shit ton of hate. Yeah. I can imagine that is just... Battering to the psyche. Well,
1: here's the thing, too. I mean, I I, w- I haven't really heard m- that much opinion of what you're talking about of people saying like, oh, if you're gonna go and be a celebrity, you should. It's mostly
0: just horrible Facebook comments, of course, but yeah, right? Yeah. But
1: here's the thing, and here's just one practical thing: How do you know if you can handle it? You know, yeah, like the fucking kind of like exactly what you're talking about, the kind of like focus and negative attention you get.
0: It's it's a hard thing because yeah. it's a hard thing because. I think a lot of people these days, uh, like young, young people especially, like the younger millennials and the generation after, what do you call the generation after millennials?
1: Gen-, uh, gen-, gen, Z. gen Z. Gen Z. It's a placeholder name.
0: What happens after Z then? Zero?
1: Back to A. <laughs> One, two,
0: three. <laughs> anyway, I think this younger millennial generation and the Gen Zs, um, the concept of being a part of the capitalistic wheel mm. is. Uh, wearing thin and honestly becoming less and less realistic. What do you mean by that? Like just getting a nine to five? Something like that. Like that's why the the whole allure of being an influencer, being Mm -hmm. um, able to make money, make a living doing something that you actually enjoy Mm -hmm. is becoming more and more appealing. It's becoming a lot more accessible. It's becoming a lot more within arm's reach. I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: I hear what you're saying, but I'm wondering like, it seems like that's true, but do you think that's really true? Or is it, do you think that with just the spot like it's focused on, you know the free spirits. You know, I the young. Well, peers. I mean,
0: I, I I can't say I know hundred percent for sure. Yeah, there's also it might just be true that like the ones that are hungry are also just more visible because of social mm, media. Sure, but I will say that just from seeing how young people function online, there's definitely a and especially because of like the entire concept of what tiktok is mm. there's definitely a whole generation of people out there who are curious or definitely hungry to chase that lifestyle. yeah of you know being a content creator being an influencer being yeah. a social media personality yeah
1: and it's of course interesting because you, you dabble in that arena right yeah but it's interesting because like when you it's, it's interesting when like the moment that society i don't even know when this moment is but like when did society decide figure out or decide to capitalize attention?
0: Um, when, you know, I, I guess when like the the rise of social media applications started to chip away at our ability to keep attention. Yeah. So I think it just became a competition. Like, like, I think it's just, it's okay. Um, let me, let me focus in my thoughts and also like the clear are. my nose. Yeah.
1: Um, clear mind, clear nose. Uh, okay.
0: So I Name think it all sir. starts from the school level. I think it all starts from like, when you go to school, when you start being introduced to a social ecosystem. Nowadays, every cohort, doesn't matter if you're in secondary one or JC or university or poly, mm. wherever it is, every cohort will have at least one or two hot people that yeah. happen to have, you know, five or six times the number of followers than your average student. Yeah. And they will have a lot more social currency. They also just have a lot more like whatever you want to call it, clout. Just attention. You know? Yeah. Influence. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you well exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas last time that was kind of reserved to godlike figures that we only saw on screens mm-hmm. and could only ever access by buying a ticket or turning on our TVs. Right. But when that person is now in the class next door or sitting five tables away from you, suddenly it becomes a much more achievable concept. Or at least suddenly it becomes something that is so within your grasp of understanding or so within your grasp like, of, of, of of like trying to satisfy that desire. Mm. I think because of that, um, more and more people strive towards it. I think. That's yeah, what I that think. But then again, I didn't go to like school in the age of social media not really
1: yeah i'm pretty glad i didn't also
0: yeah like I, I i'm sure it's like their own kind of like struggle in life that is close to something that we experience going to school it's just different right mm-hmm. but definitely from like seeing how i consume social media and how i see social media i don't understand how i could do it as a student back when i was a student but i'm sure
1: kids nowadays have figured out a way to cope but yeah. i mean everything yeah. evolves you know what i mean it's always a way of evolving cuz i mean I mean, you could trace it back. So, influencers today, a couple of not too uh, not too many years ago, is simply a celebrity being getting endorsement to do a commercial. Yeah, like that's pretty much an A to B kind of transition. Yeah, and before that was, uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> the Hollywood star system, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's I crazy. mean,
0: the 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 advent of TikTok has definitely um, kind of created a it's 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 lowered the barrier for entry a mm. lot more but it has also created like a bit of a sea change yeah. in terms of like what defines a successful content creator of course the tried and true methods of you know being hot and <laughs> with you know six pack abs or huge tits yeah. that's always going to work and no matter what form of media you try to pursue mm-hmm. there's always going to be an audience for that but <clears throat> the advantage of TikTok i guess is that it you don't need to be a famous celebrity to get attention on TikTok.
1: All right. Part of my ignorance, but how the fuck do you monetize TikTok?
0: Um,
1: Because I've kind of like, the same way people monetize Instagram. Instagram. So it's like sponsored posts and shit. Pretty much. Exact same way. Okay.
0: Yeah. Exact same same way. And if you have more followers then you get a higher, you get a higher pay. Um, But I guess TikTok has kind of democratized it a little bit in the Mm -hmm. sense that like people aren't necessarily looking for, like hot people like they do on Instagram because Instagram is so image based right Yes. like people no longer just look for that like snapshot image of like perfect makeup big shiny eyes and like crop tops it's the actual content yeah it's become more about the content more about how can you grab this person's attention in one or two seconds and a lot of people have found very creative ways around it Mm -hmm. and you don't need to be like some kind of like crazy uh, attractive person to do that you just need to have a creative mind and like the ability to execute it Mm -hmm. so like In a way, TikTok has democratized it a little bit. And I believe as social media goes on, that barrier of entry is going to get lower and lower and lower. And the ability to blossom and grow in these platforms is only going to, like the avenues in which you can do so are only going to get larger and larger. Therefore, more and more people are going to want to engage in it. But at the same time, we're also seeing so many stories like this. Mm. We're also seeing so many things about cyberbullying, about like uh, people having their lives ruined by becoming a meme or having something that they did suddenly blow up and then like like they're just completely
1: known for, uh, oh, that's Timmy, the milkshake guy. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Because it's like, you talk about lowering the barrier of entry. I mean, that applies across the board too. Because yeah. like, back in the day, if you hated someone and they were a public figure... You'd have to fucking
0: write a letter. Write a letter or like
1: <laughs> stalk them or go right up to murder them. Like John Lennon was basically a victim of his popularity or something. Yeah. But like that's the thing, right? It's like the anonymity of the internet and the accessibility to contact people is so simple. I mean that's what I love about it. I mean, listeners, I mean this is how like we get to you so easily. You can get to us so easily. Uh message on Instagram if you want to, you know, talk shit about us or, or if cyber bully us. Nice. If you want to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> cyberbully. Cyber bully. What's the opposite of cyberbully? Uh, Cyber supporting Yeah I don't know That's fucked up That there's no word for it (laughs) What is the opposite Of a bully? A nerd (laughs) Cyber nerd us (laughs) Sure But like It sucks that It's like It's so easy To just like Click 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 click, Send (laughs) Ha ha Then whatever like Little devious You know Demon you have Inside of you That be like I'm gonna Get this off my chest I don't like this person I need to share that Like this little The troll right I guess that's why It's called a troll Yeah it like, it's so easy to express it that it's it's fucking vicious. Like, so stupid, right? Like, I was doing... Uh, the improv company was doing this stupid little show... Not stupid. Of the show. They were was a little show a week ago, and it was on Twitch. So you had to make an account to watch it and yeah. to participate in it. And this one person logged in as improv troll and was just trolling them the whole show. I'm like, why do you do that? Well, like, wh- wh- what kind of person gets pleasure from like talking shit?
0: It's narcissism. Is it, it is. It's, it's complete. Up, it's complete narcissism. Yeah. No matter what. No matter what platform you're on, there's going to be that person on Instagram Live, on uh, Twitch, on Facebook, wherever it is. Um, there is always going to be that person. And I believe it's a direct product of narcissism because they kind of just want to like lob grenades and Mm. see what happens and see where, what, what blows up. Like it's okay. It's like the classic adage of like, what's the one way to avoid a bully, just ignore them. Right. Right. But, and, and the exact same treatment goes for these trolls. Like the best way to kind of overcome them is to just ignore them. But a lot of people are not equipped with that ability. Mm. A lot of people feel the need to defend themselves. A lot of people feel the need to engage. A lot of people feel the need to stand up for themselves. And in the old school playground, yes, some of those tactics are valid. But in the new digital age, where sometimes the people that are slinging this shit at you are complete strangers. You, yeah. you don't even know them. Like, not even remotely. Yeah. Yet, our lizard brain... Still wants to engage. Still wants to respond. Still wants to stand up for ourselves. Justify. Yeah, because even and then, that's not, when the yeah. trolls win, right? Well, just
1: because they don't really know me doesn't mean like what they say like can't that be. It doesn't hurt you. It's no. It's true though. It's it's not. It's like it's it, it's it's hurtful, It's just like It's mean. It is
0: mean. It is mean. No, but yeah, like that, that's why I think. Okay, so like I I, I was saying before. Um, a lot of a lot more people are going to start having more and more access to this portal into fame. Yeah. The 15 minutes of fame is 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 it's it's no longer this like very specialized pathway of life that you need to take. Right. It's going to be so open to so many people. But because of stories like this, unfortunate stories like this, and because of other people just seeing like The toxicity of the internet, be it on like Facebook comments, be it on like the comments of their favorite YouTubers, be it on the Instagram comments of their favorite um personalities. I think um the uh, like the reality is becoming a lot more clear to younger people as well. They're seeing that yes, although there is this alternative way of like living, this alternative way of having a career, it comes with all of these pitfalls, and I think there wasn't a, a very deep understanding of that before. Mm. Whereas I feel like now, um, more and more people are understanding. Whereas I feel like my generation or, or like our generation of people had to go through like trial by fire. Sure, because a lo- I know a lot of people um, who get really affected by it. I I I feel fortunate enough that like in my lifetime um i have not received f- a lot of mm-hmm. trolling i i i get a decent amount but the thing is i'm detached enough from like my persona yeah to be able to just kind of fuck it yeah you know Um, But I'd be lying if I said there weren't times some things were said that I felt like I had to defend myself or like some things were said where I felt like I had to like justify to a complete fucking stranger that probably just threw this little thought grenade and thought nothing of it. And it was only when I responded that that grenade blew up. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, my hope is that more and more people understand. Okay, I mean... uh, that implies that more people need to get hurt first. But I kind of hope that more and more people understand that like this um, life of becoming a public figure, uh, it has its ups, it has its downs, and people need to mentally prepare themselves for that shit as opposed to like only chase it for the adoration, only chase it for the numbers and the clout and all of the temporary happiness that brings you
1: but I'm also gonna like turn that around and be like to and you're that's easy like to the People, uh, to the, I, I speak to the people of the world. <laughs> no, like, I, I really, I I,
0: I I hear what you're saying, yeah. but I feel like that's a much higher task. Yeah. I feel like to just say, exactly. hey, everyone, stop being, that's impossible. It's impossible, right? People are always going to suck. Uh, people are always going to be assholes on, on online because the thing is there's a lot of hate and negativity in the world. There's a lot of shit going on mm. and a lot of lives aren't perfect. And because of that, a lot of that negativity that becomes stored in your hearts and minds it needs an outlet, yeah, and therefore I understand why sometimes some people are just horrible online because they kind of need that outlet to vent it like the internet is like their punching bag right mm. but I think it's a much more realistic expectation to expect the people that go into this to mentally prepare themselves sure. to like understand that like the moment you start chasing this carrot that carrot's gonna go all the way up and pr- Shove itself up your ass anytime, <laughs> and you need to be ready for that, um, or at least have a healthy enough mindset to be able to like divorce yourself from it. Because I, I I know enough people that get really fucking affected by everything that sits to them online that it kind of bums me out. To, and to they think, respond to everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they they they, or like even if they don't, they feel a very strong need to. Mm. Like uh, I feel like my pendulum has swung a bit too far to the other side, where like I almost completely don't care. When I, where I feel like sometimes it's good to care a little bit, but like um, I think it's as difficult as it is to like not take it personally because sometimes some things are said and like on, in the back of your mind maybe you know it's true and that's why it hurts you so much.
1: I mean that's that's know? that's what I talk about also when I say that's complex, right? Because it's like. You know, 100% we're not victim blaming here, but it's just like, yeah. it's a lot of things at work. You know what I mean? Like, what, what what is it about this Miss Hannah Kimura that like led to this? Oh, no. Like, yeah. There's no stuff. victim blaming like, at all. What no, happened course, to her was
0: fucking terrible. It's, it's it's more so just, I hope in the future, people who people that want to chase this life are a bit more aware of the pitfalls yeah
1: and we're we're kind of unpacking what happened too because i I agree with you too but it's just like it i'm and i'm sure so many people have talked about this and there's probably like fucking essays about it by smart people but it's like and you kind of talked about it too like it's kind of an outlet but i'm like what is it that makes anonymity just make you become an asshole Mm -hmm. like it's like okay i'm not this thing i'm about to say to this person what i say to them in real life what if they said someone said that to me? What if someone said that to someone I love? Like all these things that are, you're socialized into, like you know, making you not an asshole. Yeah. You remove those things, and you're just going to full asshole mode. And then like that little like yeah lizard for them too with the lizard brain thing. Like got him.
0: I genuinely you know? don't believe it ever comes from a place of actually disliking or hating the subject of their hate. Like I like the whoever for example like if they hate on Hanakumura if they. G- gave her like inflammatory comments. I don't think it's because they don't like her. Definitely because they don't like what she did. Yeah. But I think a lot more because they just had a shit day or a shit week. That's or giving them a lot happened. of credit.
1: That's giving them a lot of credit. It's only, like. okay, it's,
0: it's only because the very few times that I have kind of, um, uh, felt like I w- I could just go off the handle online was when I had a shitty day mm. I had a shitty day and then I play a game of Overwatch and the healers aren't healing and I can become very nasty. Like, well, uh, I mean, what are they <laughs> to they <laughs> like in, shoot with their pistol? <laughs> like in the chat, I'll just start going like, I'll just become super passive aggressive, you know? <laughs> and then like, no, but like for real, I'll think about it and be like, huh, usually even if I'm losing in a game, I'm still going to talk in a chat in a productive way Mm -mm. and never in a way that's going to cause people to get upset because, like, that's not useful to anybody. But on days that I'm just kind of not having a great day, feeling kind of pissy, had a bad work thing or something, and then it follows by, um, and then I, I, I go online to escape, but then I have a bad game. Yeah. And that's going to result in me saying some shitty things. Great heels. Yeah. Backslash S. Yeah. For sarcastic. So like maybe uh, to that fact, someone had a bad day. They see something online that they don't agree with mm-hmm. that kind of like ticks off that brain, that, that, that switch in their head. That's like, Oh, a negative. When on a good day, they can just scroll past it and just keep swiping and go to the next story. That's interesting. This, like the, the fact that, you know, they needed that outlet for their negativity and, like, nowadays, less and less people scream into their pillows or, like, you know, get rid of that negative energy through other means. Like, you know
1: why? Because no one's fucking physical. <laughs> like, what do you do if you... Usually, if you have a pent-up manager, you scream into a pillow, you punch a wall, you go for a run, you do push-ups. Yeah. No one does that shit anymore. All sedentary and fucking on social media and TikToking. Yeah, exactly. You so pretty much answered the, the question. Yeah. Like, it's because of that. Like, that is,
0: like, the main outlet for so many people. So, yeah. of course, it's going to, like... Find its way And like That energy is going to be Converted into some Really shitty things
1: But there's also some weird Like sociopathy at play It's like Because I, I I agree with you That definitely can be a thing Of like having a shitty day yeah. Causing you to like Lash out But it's also like It's so easy to dislike something Or hate something Right yeah. Oh I hate that person Because their face I hate them because of their voice I don't like the content They create And it's so easy to just, And weirdly It's so easy to be like I feel like there's a weird thing That happens where like They don't really hate that person they don't yeah. really hate them, yeah. But at that moment, it feels like they do, and it's so easy to like be like to write a comment, you know.
0: So you think it's sociopathic that someone can just like say something really shitty that might negatively impact someone, and they just kind of leave it there. And it's like care? a
1: weird thing where it's like they don't realize that they're a real person, they have mm-hmm. real feelings. I know it's cliche to say that, but it is. It's it's like they don't think like, oh, I'm just a random person. Why would they be reading this? What, I'm just a random person sharing my thoughts. I'm just a random person. But it gets to them, right? Honestly. You put that energy out there.
0: I think this mindset is why some people get really, really affected by it. Mm. Because they look at it as a real life interaction. Right. You know, they look at it the same way how like if someone literally walked past you and said like, hey, your fucking hat fuck your hat and then it's like a hat that your dead grandma bought you or something but i know it's not and then you're
1: sad but it's not fully that right but it's partly that it's 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 i
0: i i I think it's very little of that i really like because it's like what you said the things that people will comment online they'll never say to your face yeah it's and 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 they're hiding behind this anonymity it's almost like a completely separate entity it's not even like it's 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 almost like it's a very distant extension of themselves. Yeah. And you I know? feel it's
1: a very healthy way to think about that. And I think one, because I haven't had to deal with it myself and yeah. B, because you have. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I think that's probably the best way to view it. Like, you know, yeah, that's probably the way to totally separate it and not like, you know, choose to give a fuck about it or not.
0: I choose to but. look at it as like, if you're going to put yourself out there to some extent, you have to be okay with being a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Like, you just kind of have to be like, Okay, of it a little bit. Like, I'll take it to the furthest extent. Say, like, a politician.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A politician might have the best intentions, might have the intention to get from point A to point B and fix things from A to B. But sometimes the path from A to B might not be the best, right? And people will shit on them. People will, like, uh, 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 say, lock them up or whatever it is. Okay. Like, you kind of need to be okay with being a punching bag, or else then what is the result? You just quit and then like, no progress is made, like, there's no, like, nothing is being pushed forward because you chose to take everything personally,
1: Yeah, you know, like, it's, I I mean, I hear you, but I just just don't want the message to be like, hey, get tougher skin, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) No, 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 not at all,
0: not at all, like, I'm just saying don't expect the world to change,
1: 100%,
0: don't expect the world to change because I have learned, like, just from my own experience that no, they're not going to change, but like, okay, it's it's really about not so much thickening your skin, just mentally preparing yourself, yeah. like being aware that that is what happens if you know you happen to be in a position where something like that is happening to you. But I at think, the same time, as a consumer, yes, as the you. commenter, I, I like, think
1: the best way to put it though, and sorry to interrupt, but I think yeah. the best way is to like it's the whole, and I've mentioned this many times, the serenity prayer, right? It's about knowing what you can control and what you can't. Uh-huh. Can't control the world. You know, you could try to change it if, if you're a politician, I guess. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what you have total control over is how you, have you, and your perceptions and how you think of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's what you're saying, right? If you are going to be put into the spotlight, you can kind of like choose your perspective and adjust. Yeah. Easier said than done, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Because for everyone else out there, right? You kind of just really hope that they learn their lesson as these horrible stories come out. Mm. You kind of just hope that the next time they want to say something shitty, they remember Mm. that like, oh, this person who I was a fan of killed themselves because of some shit that was said online. Or this person that I was a fan of went insane because of some shit that was said online. Here's looking at you, Amanda Bynes. (laughs) But like, it's... (sighs) You can only hope that the people will learn, but to expect them to change... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have like, become a bit more world-weary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people en masse, people as a general concept, kind of shitty. Yeah. Kind of shitty. Um, But they're pockets of good, and uh, you don't have to, like become famous to find that <laughs> that's fair yeah
1: all right speaking of moments of good nathan we got a we got a question from our social medias hey again if you guys want to contact us and cyber bully us or again cyber nerd us uh instagram is the best way to do it uh yeah. follow us at good hang podcast uh we have a question from hj <laughs> hand job yeah that's some cyber bullying your way <laughs> oh, i'm sorry um hey dudes is his I was I just watched Film Critic Rank's Top Five Pixar films on YouTube uh from Watcher, and it was quite the feels Trip. And they want to know what are our five Pixar films. Top five top five favorite Pixar films, or just favorite Pixar films.
0: Okay. I don't know if I, I have the wherewithal to like list them. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna bring up in, in ascending or descending order.
1: In no particular
0: order. My top five definitely uh Wally. Yep. Finding Nemo. Okay. Uh, Ratatouille. Uh-huh. Toy Story... Uh, can, can we just Ooh, count them tough as... tough one. Can we just count no. them as... No? They're,
1: they're different th- enough that you have to pick them. But they're all kind of great, though. Like... Yeah, what's your favorite of the of the Toy Stories?
0: Hmm. Mm. I guess... Th- three? Okay. Yeah, I guess three. Yeah, three. That's a good Because call. four kind of did some character assassination on Buzz Lightyear that I wasn't a fan of. But, um... And the fifth one, I would say, oof, Um Monsters, Inc.
1: That's a good list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, this is tough. I'm looking through it now. It's pretty What hard. if
0: someone's list was Cars 1, Cars, cars two, 2, Cars 3? Helicopters. Three. <laughs> heli-
1: what is it? Planes. Planes. <laughs> I really uh, want to know,
0: like, what's the story behind that? Like, was it just some kind of, like, wayward shit department in Pixar that they were like, yeah, yeah, you guys just stay there and do, do cars. You know, honestly,
1: I think the cynical thing is they just want to make money. Yeah, merchandise. Like, the most merchandise. is cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so mine would be, and keep in mind, I have not seen Onward, but I don't think it would crack it. No. Uh, it's
0: not a bad movie. It's just I can't really tell you anything about it that I remember. Yeah. But I can tell you, like many, many parts of Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo and Ratatouille stay in my mind, even though I haven't watched them in years.
1: Okay, mine's in no particular order except for the first one, because I know my first one is definitely uh, Ratatouille Ratatouille. for Shizzle. Uh, And then comes Finding Nemo, for sure. The Incredibles, I would say. WALL-E, which I've only seen once, maybe twice. I want to watch it again. Incredibles, for some
0: reason, didn't really stand out Okay, like, like it's not like, it's not bad just at all the superheroes, man. it didn't really stand out to me even though like I, I, I remember parts of it and it's very iconic but for some reason it's just it doesn't crack my top 5 hmm. I think it just it just edges at 6 or 7
1: yeah I think maybe I was like the right age when it came out. Like, you know, and this was before, like I was always a superhero guy. Yeah. And like at the time that it came out there, you know, Marvel wasn't around yet. So it, was, it really like scratched that itch. Right. like a really good superhero film. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So am I la- is that my last one? So I've got Ratatouille, WALL-E, Finding Nemo, and The Incredibles. Yeah. And the last one, just pipping Toy Story 2. And again, this is like my favorite, not the best. Yeah. But just pipping Toy Story 2, and this might be a little bit of a cheat, but I'm, I'm all here for it, is uh, the short film Paperman. Uh, oh, let, let's do favorite short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. It's um, like Paperman, Paperman, that's about it. I know I hate that fucking lava song. Oh, yeah. But really quick, so if in case people are like, what the fuck? Paperman is the, is. I think it paid before Wreck It Ralph? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it played before a non Pixar film, if I remember. It's like the, it's the short. It is a Pixar thing, right? I'm not making that up, am I? Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Should be. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know what. What constitutes a Pixar short? Yeah, Ooh, I'm forgetting Inside Out.
1: Inside Out's up there.
0: Damn. I forgot Inside Out. Inside Out for me is like, hmm. Let's take out Toy Story 3, sorry, and and put in Inside Out.
1: Because I found
0: Inside Out to be fascinating.
1: I got to watch it again. Uh, I jet-lagged when I watched it.
0: I, I thought it was just amazing because like, I can't imagine w- how different my life would be if I watched this as a kid. Whoa. Like, how much more um, insight would I have into my feelings? Or at you, least, like, how much more would I, uh, like, be critical of how I'm feeling?
1: And be okay about being sad. Yeah.
0: Like, it's, it's more so, like, when you're younger, you just don't think about these things. You mm. just kind of feel how you feel, and it's just blah. And it's only when you're older that you start being conscious about, like, oh, this happened, therefore I
1: feel this. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, that's a thing about all these mixed Pixar films. I mean, you can talk about the technology and the animation and the voice and all that shit, but at the end of the day, it's such good storytelling. Like, there's yeah. such every single message, every single film has a theme and yeah. a story behind that. something you can, for lack of a better word, learn from. It's fucking great.
0: And it's I I personally believe like it's because most of the amazing Pixar films or most of the standout ones never have a villain. Like most of the standout hmm. Pixar films just straight up don't have a villain. Like cuz they're not trying to tell that kind of story because at least in like what I I believe is like their philosophy is that they're telling stories about life and sometimes in life there is no big bad villain that's trying to get you. Sometimes it's just life.
1: Yeah, it's because I mean, every um, every story is about growth, right? It's yeah. always the growth of the protagonist. Yeah. So, like in uh, it's cool because Inside Out has two of them. Like Joy yeah. has to like Riley has to learn to like. I guess Riley and Joy are on similar paths, right? They both have to learn that it's okay to be sad. Yeah. You know that's a growing adventure and how to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. And they don't really. Yeah, there's not there's in growth, like in life, sometimes you have antagonists. I mean, antagonists are only there to like, uh, what you call it.
0: Toy Story three didn't really have an antagonist. Like, didn't um, wasn't it
1: the spoiler? Wasn't it the pet teddy bear?
0: like yes and no like they okay i guess toy story like has like, the most obvious antagonists every yeah, yeah, film yeah. will have like the bad guy but they're never really the bad guy they're always just kind of going about their lives cuz who the f- no one really like i mean andy didn't know the toys were fucking alive yeah uh, and in the second one emperor zurg the first one was was
1: was what's his name the, andy the kid next door though was the bad guy no
0: sorry not andy sid sid yeah, yeah. um and the second one was uh Was it was I don't who was a bad guy the prospector the guy who was trying to take away Woody the prospector Jason Alexander
1: and then yeah and the prospector
0: yeah and then the third one was Teddy Bear but it's always shown at the end that they're just like they're just characters but that's they're, good
1: they're... I mean that even that's even better storytelling right yeah. it's like a villain is never like evil Ratatouille didn't have a villain yeah you can I mean you can argue it's the short guy the little sous chef dude not really. Yeah,
0: he was just a character. He wasn't really a villain. He didn't have Machiavellian tendencies. Yeah, exactly. But
1: there, that's why we by use the, the word. That's why we use antagonist, not villain. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the antagonist Wally. by definition is the the character in the film that wants the same thing the protagonist wants, but goes about it in a different way. Right?
0: Okay, I, I guess for like, I just like how they approach villain-slash-antagonist roles. They're yeah. never straight-up villain, as opposed to, like, say, Disney Animation or DreamWorks. Right, where, where it's a cartoon... Literally a cartoonish
1: yeah, victim. Yeah, they either a
0: have a cartoonish villain or they try to subvert expectations wah, 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 and have a... Secret villain. I feel like the last eight or nine years, every fucking DreamWorks or Disney animation film has a twist villain, yeah. and it's so annoying because at some point, if you have twelve twist villains in a row, they're not very twisty.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, all Am of I them. Shyamalan.
0: All of them, like
1: Wreck It Ralph, twist villain. Tangled, twist villain. But I think uh, it's about having Frozen, your... twist villain. I think, but I think that's kind of like kind of like what you like about it, right? It's about they're but they're trying to have their cake and eat it too because it is nice to not have a villain. But then they won't have a villain. So at the for just for the climax, right? Even Toy Story does that. Toy one? D- two and three. It's like they think you think they're not a villain, then they're a villain. Oh, right. Just so they have someone to f- like to ramp up the stakes towards the end. Yeah, I mean I we're gotta, getting to real minutia yeah. storytelling here. But. I
0: gotta really, just, I just get really sick of the twist villain because it mm. just becomes so obvious, like two minutes into the second act.
1: Yeah, and also like you go into the movie like wondering who it is. It's like, <laughs> it's like distracting. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff. But thank you for that question, HJ. Uh, if you guys want to know our favorite other things, just write us, write it in, let us know.
0: HJ, hey. if you haven't seen it yet, check out the unified Pixar universe theory.
1: Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> what was the first one? Is it is it start with Brave? No, Brave yeah. is in the future. I no, it starts with or...
0: Brave. Brave uh, is the well, I don't know if it starts with Brave, but Brave is the uh,
1: the tie in of all of it. It doesn't, but in like, but in the chronology, it doesn't end no with wally right i can't remember where it starts or ends
0: but oh, yeah. look into it the unified pixar it's in the show notes I'll give you, it's, a,
1: it's a film theory <laughs>
0: there's a whole bunch of videos explaining it yeah. um to varying degrees of success but it's the whole theory that every pixar movie is connected yeah. um and you can link it back to like a few characters and magic
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah uh speaking of characters worst segue ever uh nathan unbeknownst to you i've kind of had like a secret segment throughout the past couple episodes Uh if you look in the show notes uh ladies and gentlemen i hope you do because i spend literal minutes typing them up uh i've been putting official recommendations because i mean every episode we talk about movies and tv shows and books that we love Uh Uh, but uh let's let's make it a thing here's a theme song Uh, official recommendations 101 dalmatians crustaceans. i'm allergic to that's a song um great yeah just lowered the value of this entire podcast uh nathan there's a show on netflix that again i it's right in the vein of like oh our roommates are watching it's so stupid it's great there's a show on netflix called (laughs) never (laughs) have i ever you walked in on me watching it earlier yeah it looks it looks fun great it looks like a fun little show it's produced and written by mandy kaling among other people and it's like holy shit it's like woo it's the most diverse thing i've ever seen like there, it does it pass the back delta? No, it definitely does. Uh, it's about this girl named Devi who was a uh, first generation Indian American. Hmm. Uh, first generation Indian American? Yes, her parents were immigrants. So yes, um, just living, growing up in suburban America, trying to deal with life, trying to deal with high school, trying to deal with the death of her her father. Not a spoiler. It happens in the very beginning of the first episode, and trying to deal with tr- trying to get fucked. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. Cuz like and let me just deal with that for a second. Cuz part of the show is that because it's on Netflix so they watch Netflix shows on the show. Right. Or at least they do that once. Uh-huh. They were watching Riverdale and they're talking about how like yeah, all the teenagers there are like older than my mom. And then I'm looking at these kids I'm like, "Oh, these kids are all age appropriate and they're all talking about fucking?" Yeah. It's weird.
0: It's nice when when they cast age appropriately like in um uh, that Bo Burnham movie 15, 17, 14. Eighth grade. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's that, and um, uh, was it uh, Lady Bird? Lady Bird was
1: how old Saoirse Ronan? Saoirse not that young. I don't know actually. And that's Timmy. Uh, Timmy C, right? Timmy Chalamet.
0: Yeah. Isn't he age-appropriate?
1: I don't know. But, I mean, I mean, in general, it's better. Like, back in the day... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back it's, in the day, it would be, like, mid-20s, yeah. late-20s, maybe.
0: Yeah. Like, I think that's why, like, a lot of, like, Asian kids have a very skewed perspective of what white people look like. <laughs> because, like, for that's the longest true. time, we just grew up with, like, 30-somethings that's, being 16-year-olds. That's true. <laughs> and, like, I remember when I went to school, I definitely had a bit of, like, a i don't know how old anybody is (laughs) (laughs) like i I just couldn't i I just couldn't tell because it was never presented information
1: Uh, but let me let me run through the cast list of the show which makes it so great it's like so you have the main character davy who is a female first of all she's a girl she's indian she she's sex crazed which is kind of an interesting twist you know usually Mm -hmm. it's the boys who are sex crazed uh two friends one is a chinese-american or asian-american anyway one's a a black lesbian. Mm-hmm. It's there's a, there's a. Like, I thought you were gonna
0: name actors, but you're just naming like the archetypes,
1: no, no, <laughs> just the archetypes. <laughs> there's a black lesbian. Actor. Well, they're uh, all fresh faces. There's a there's a there's one. a gay uh, uh, biologist. Not one blonde person. Nope, I lied. There's a okay. There's one blonde person on the show, but she's got Down syndrome
0: yeah okay. see okay when it gets to that point then it becomes a bit too much like it's
1: distracting yeah but i'm okay with it yeah, I, I feel like it's got to swing the other way it's yeah fine. yeah yeah they've had their day in the it's sun it's fine <laughs> they had they had a person of dwarfism on the show uh-huh. and he was kind of a dick which was interesting uh-huh. the main the main like love interest is this half japanese dude mm. and you know because his name is paxton something yakamura or some shit i don't uh-huh. know someone's gonna someone's yelling at the ipad or their iphone right now right uh it's super diverse it's great. I'm all about it. But it's also, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fun show. Like, it's it's cool because it's Netflix. So you have these 16-year-old kids, which I just realized all of them are fucking, whatchamacallit, they're statutory raping each other. <laughs> but, Though, yeah. I will say it's, well, at least it's similar to my high school experience where everyone's talking about sex, but a very few people are actually having sex. Yeah. So it's like, it's which is interesting. But you have people cursing and dealing with stuff, and it's emotional, and it's funny, and it's good. It's a good time. I recommend it.
0: It's it must be so like never man, have I ever. like young people these days or like when I talk when I say young people I would like to like 3 year olds No, I'm talking about Three, like you know 13 14 15.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Young people these days must be so smart or at least like so much more like world-weary, you know? Mm. Like the amount of content that is out there that is both quality and educational edutainment, you know. Yeah. But like not not, you know, educational in, like, a ham-fisted way. Mm. It's more like it's just showing you reality as it is, as opposed to, like, a lot of the media that our generation grew up with that was kind of, like, a very fantasized reality.
1: Packaged. Yeah, very packaged,
0: very fantasized, very um, idealized, you know, even shows like Friends. Mm. Nothing in that show is realistic. Mm. But it's, you know, inevitably the content that you consume then, like, kind of informs, like the the kind of life that you aspire towards you know to some extent i nah, guess I hear you. Yeah, makes sense. um and it's so interesting that nowadays like kids have shows like this uh sex education which i hear is also oh that's great yeah also really um, good. euphoria which is you know another tried and
1: could not get into it
0: um even shows like big mouth you know hmm. things that are really tackling thing uh, 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 uh sex sexual identity Um, maturity, puberty, all of these things in a very, like, realistic, down-to-earth, humanized, or, like, cynical in a cool way kind of direction.
1: Yeah, because the people who are making these shows were the people you are talking about who watched the shows that are like... I'm just
0: so jealous. Yeah, right? I'm just so jealous that, like, 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 uh, so many young kids have access to all of this stuff now that could turn them into, like, just... S- smart people <laughs> <laughs> you would hope i i would hope or at least or at least a lot more a lot less naive yeah because i remember i was very naive about a lot of sex related things for a very long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um but I- I'll-, I'll 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 give that show a shot it doesn't look like the kind of thing i typically enjoy mostly because of the color palette not the, not the of people. the p- tones of people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nathan! No, like you know, like that Cougar Town color palette.
1: <laughs> I, I, I do kind of get what you're saying.
0: Like when shows look like that. Like, like a, the actual color grading,
1: I hear. What you're yeah, saying, yes, like yes, yes, yes.
0: a part of my brain kind of switches off a little bit. But I feel like I need to get over that prejudice a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, also, Indians, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeesh.
1: They gave him a masala dosa to a white guy, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm kidding. He said, like, and then it was too spicy for him. Love um, the scene. But but man, the, uh, this
0: this whole quarantine period has really like. It ha- I've ne- I haven't watched this much TV in a while. Mm. I think the last time I watched this much stuff was back in school, like back in university, Sure. when I just had more time and just like stacked uh, my binges. There's no real difference to me. Like, I've been watching. Like in th- this week alone, I have started four different shows. Right. And I finished two, or like no, I finished one. Um, I tried watching this because sh- I, I, I. I very rarely do I ever like seek out a show to watch. Mm -hmm. Usually it's either French recommended it or it's something that I'm interested in because of the people behind it or in front of it. But lately, because it's like, what the fuck am I going to do with like the rest of my day now? Like I could be productive or I could, I could watch a new thing that I could be really into. (laughs) So like this week I tried starting white lines on Netflix. Never heard of that. It just came out. Don't, Bother. Okay, um, <laughs> I've watched one episode because sounds I really... like a much nicer color
1: palette for you, though. White people, huh? <laughs> no, it's actually a lot of uh, Mexicans and Hispanics. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm sorry. It's the opposite of what Nathan wants, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no. Cyberbullying for being a <laughs> racist. Um, this, it. It's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Um,
0: uh... Yeah, I tried to start the show called White Lions because. Uh, I really love like whodunits, murder mysteries. Like, really, I hate that shit. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love like watching a mystery unfurl. Ooh,
1: watch the Knives Out again. So fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love watching mysteries unfurl, be it in a movie form or serial form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up White Lines, and it seemed to hold that promise. Not so much. I mean, kind of, but it was also just difficult to like look past all of its flaws. <laughs> right. Like, I hate plot holes. I hate of logic course. jumps. I hate um, sh- like just shit, unmotivated dialogue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can't watch most things from the CW or this. Um. So, uh, White Lines. If you like it, cool. Let me know if it's worth jumping back into because Nathan I, doesn't recommend. I didn't it. dig it. Um, Homecoming. Homecoming
1: season two came out. I didn't out. even know there was a season two. Like, I just I was like, what, "Nathan, what are you watching?" Again, it just came out. Yeah, it but like, there was—I didn't out. see any advertising for it. I didn't. There's like no buzz, or, or maybe you didn't see not. any advertising
0: for season one. That's true. Yeah, it's that it's, it's Amazon Prime and it's the Wild West. Can you
1: okay? Because I know who the main star is, it, but like, can you Janelle Monae? Is it, is anyone from the previous? Is Julia Roberts back?
0: <laughs> it's a continuation of the first season. It's a full on continuation. I to mean, honest, I won't tell you who's in it and who's not, right. but it's a continuation of the first season.
1: To be honest, I super loved Homecoming. I don't remember anything about it.
0: Um, it doesn't take long. You watch a quick recap and it all comes back okay. because the story itself, if you recall, is not very long. Yeah. It's seven or eight, half an hour episodes. Pretty compact. So it's very compact. Um, Homecoming season one was one of the best shows for me the year it came out. It was good. One of just like everything about it thematically, um, uh, uh, uh script wise, color palette, uh, Ooh. cinema, dark the greens, cinematography was crazy. It was. It
1: was really super well, like beautiful to watch.
0: Everything about it was beautiful. Yeah. Season two. Nah. Yeah, it was fine. It's just that Sam sometimes Esmail, you
1: you try to milk an idea.
0: It's Sam Esmail isn't directing anymore.
1: That'll fuck it up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like
0: because season one was mostly because of like his vision and his like kind of hand in it. If you've ever seen Mr. Robot and how much it challenges you as a viewer, he did the same thing of Homecoming season one. Homecoming season two directed by someone else, completely different. And what was worse was that he even tried to take some conventions from season one, Mm. which then made it feel like a cheap, contrived remake of sorts. But also the story just wasn't as interesting. It felt more... The first season felt like it was making some seriously weighted commentary. The second season is more like, Ooh, let's find out what happens next, (laughs) you know? Uh, So yeah, I I did that as well. (laughs) And another thing I I just started um, is a show that... I've kind of like, it's kind of been orbiting around me for the last like three, four years, but I've just never tried watching it. Mm-hmm. Something called The OA.
1: Is it not called OA? I no, was just it's, it's,
0: it's called The OA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's called. You throw uh, a period in there, an O, period, <laughs> period.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would make a lot more sense. But um, it's a show that stars one of my favorite actresses, Britt Marling. Okay. I don't know who that is. Uh, she's like. Like, okay, like her, 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 the, the thing she's known as is like the Sundance darling because like anything she's in Sundance just picks it up and pushes it all the way to the top Okay, um, because she just happens to always be in projects like that. But I just love her so much as like an actress, as a writer, like she's very, oh man, I don't know how to say it. Like she, to me, she was doing the whole like feminist thing before it was cool. And she was doing it better than how anybody has attempted to do it. Because I feel like most people, when they try to write a piece like that, 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 that pushes female empowerment, mm-hmm. it's always with this like uh, convention of, oh, she's a strong woman. Oh, she's a CEO. Right. Oh, she can kick your ass. Right. Like, Yes, that, that, there, there's a place for that. But personally, I never buy into it because we grew up with, you know, the opposite of that. And then to see the direct opposite of it again, it's just too
1: transparent. Yeah, It's too transparent and it's too corporate- It's it's distracting, but it's like, you know, they have an agenda,
0: kind of. Yeah, Yeah. I, I think it should exist and it's great for like, kids to watch because then now they grow up with this convention. It's just so
1: unrealistic. Women are that's wrong. <laughs> it's it's I also
0: like yeah, it's 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 cool that kids can watch that now and they grow up with that being the convention. But for some for but for people like us that grew up with like the complete opposite, we see how transparent it is. But how she does it, like she doesn't write females as like, you know, rays. Um, sure yeah she doesn't write them as Rey from Star Wars which which
1: slight backtrack what I love again about Never Never Have I Ever is that the main character is so fucking flawed but anyway back to it
0: yeah exactly shit like that but she was doing it like ways what else has she done you know Um, she did this movie called Another Earth that is amazing she's involved in a lot of sci-fi is that Kirsten Dunst no No. that's her (laughs) oh fuck she does a lot of wait
1: sorry does she star and direct
0: yes she does a lot of like not hard sci-fi but like
1: Soft sci-fi, yeah. Like that's an actual term, by the way. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Hard sci-fi is like, oh fuck, I don't know how to explain it. Star Trek and Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like
0: soft sci-fi is more. It's always like
1: which soft sci-fi is always like it. To my in my head, this could be completely wrong. It's like sci-fi slash adventure. mm -hmm. Star Wars is very much soft sci-fi. Yeah. So most
0: Star Wars is soft sci-fi.
1: Yeah. Star Trek, like the series, would be hard sci-fi. Isaac Asimov, hard sci-fi. Oh my! Then the stuff
0: that she's in would be. Very, very soft sci fi because, like, um, it's more dealing with the implications of like science in the universe Mm. as opposed to like aliens. Um, it's no, I,
1: from what you're describing and my understanding, it's the first thing sounds more like hard sci fi.
0: Oh, then I don't know what the hell it is anymore. Whatever, let's just blank it. It's good, you like it. She does a lot of sci fi stuff, she's done two of my favorite ever kind of like sci fi movies. Okay. Uh, uh, how about this? Uh, w- what would you call um, what was that? Uh, Amy Adams movie.
1: Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, Arrival. Arrival. Is that hard or soft? I I don't know. <laughs> okay, really quick. Hard science fiction is a category of sci-fi characterized by concern for scientific accuracy and logic.
0: Ah, so hard. So she's hard. She's hard. Okay, she likes it hard. Yeah, Arrival is hard.
1: Is well, it? Actually, I don't know any I don't know. <laughs> it's minutiae. No, it's... because
0: like the thing is a lot of sci-fi, like it's still fictional. I feel like, like
1: the thing is, Nathan, it, yeah. I feel like hard sci-fi is so like a niche. Like we don't know anything that's hard sci-fi. I think everything is soft sci-fi that we're like okay. in our periphery. Okay,
0: let's just call it sci-fi. Yeah. I, I'm sorry you had to sit through those two minutes. <laughs> Come on, just... you sat through wrestling talk. <laughs> but um uh she did. She did this beautiful movie called Another Earth, which mm-hmm. is exactly about that. Um, and another fucking amazing movie called I Origin, like the, the letter I. I feel like I've, n- I've origin
1: heard of any of these things.
0: They were they weren't big movies. Yeah. Again, she's a Sundance darling, so these both. I'm I'm pretty sure they were like Sundance hits. Right. But yeah, this new this show um called the O A, which came out on Netflix, uh. Three two years ago? Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Or four years ago, I can't remember. Um she not only stars in it, but she created it cool. and writes it. Um with this guy who's who has the word Batman in his name. Um like Dave Batman Jones. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. um it's amazing it kind it's kind of right up my alley and i don't know why i didn't start it earlier if you're looking for like a sci-fi ish kind of thing with a, mis- a mystery element and you're looking for that kind of show my personal recommendation is the oa oh because brit marling is she's like girl crush for like the last I don't know how long anymore. I'll
1: check it out. I've just, I finished Never Have I Ever in one day, VG Dubs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's 10 episodes, 30 minutes each. So right, right, doable. right. Um, doable. Um,
0: okay, I'll check out OA. It's just so endlessly fascinating. I, I don't know how to sell the show, and I don't want to try, because I went in not knowing what it was about, other than Britt Marling's I in mean, it.
1: At this point, listeners, if you, like, I think you know us well enough that, like, if our t- you know our tastes... Trust us. So just Trust us. Trust us. Yeah, OA is great. I can't wait to or, continue watching. Or we'd be like, ooh, who do we trust, John or Nathan? Do we watch OA? <laughs> yes, okay, so this on this week... Let's this do could, a poll. Yeah, this, this could be like an ongoing
0: segment, like battling recommendations. That's this, fun. This week is Never Have I Ever versus, versus the OA. <laughs> which is great because you don't have to choose, you watch both. See which one you like. You have all the time in the world. But uh, also, um, a uh, slight warning... Another reason why the OA kept orbiting my sphere was because all of last year, or like a good chunk of last year and a good chunk of the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. um, there was this hashtag trending, uncancel the OA, because it was mm-hmm. canceled. <laughs> but
1: S- Same as The Expanse. Yeah. I feel like this show is very similar to The Expanse.
0: I don't think so. I've seen The Expanse. It's not. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or like I've seen the trailer to The Expanse. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait, you haven't even said what the fucking show is about, by the way. I know. I don't want to. <laughs> you can't?
0: Like, not even a little,
1: oh. a little elevator pitch?
0: Okay, fine. Elevator pitch. A girl, Britt Marling.
1: See, uh, for Nathan, that would be enough.
0: Yeah, that's really enough. Okay. Uh, Britt Marling is filmed on an iPhone. Okay. Jumping off a bridge. Okay. And she is saved and brought to the hospital. It is found out later that this woman has disappeared has been missing for seven years. Whoa. Yes. Also, here's the kicker. <gasps> when she last disappeared, she was a blind teenager. Now, now she, she is she a is deaf a, black man. <laughs> she is a fully <laughs> sighted young lady.
1: Interesting. Yes. Okay.
0: And there and and, and
1: she's not, it's just trying to find out what the fuck happened. And this is set in like present day? Yeah. Okay. Present ish day. What's speculative fiction? I don't know. I feel like speculative fiction is like set f- films are set in the future, like the near future. That's like, what if we were like this? Because I mean, before it, it's, you- it's
0: like it's like a the opposite of or like kind of the inverse of
1: alternate history. Is it? I'm not sure. Kind I of? think so. I think kind of sorta.
0: I guess speculative fiction. If you want to just like put a blanket on it, is Black Mirror is no, speculative fiction. Sorry. What,
1: what's the book you read again? The Three Body Problem. Yeah. Apparently that's like speculative fiction. I haven't read it. Uh, but
0: wait, hold on. Let me think.
1: All right, quick Google. <laughs> um, three
0: body problem. Ah, uh, man, I don't know enough about history to know if if that show did uh, if that book did alternate history or if it was com- or
1: if it was completely um, accurate history. Oh, never mind. Speculative fiction is a broad category of fiction encompassing genres with certain elements that do not exist in the real world, often in the context of supernatural, futuristic, or other imaginative. That's a huge. <laughs> that's a huge broad thing, like things huh. that don't exist.
0: Huh. So it's not based on our reality. I guess not. Then why would they call it speculative? Isn't it, isn't the whole point that some speculation was made? Okay.
1: <laughs> okay oh, look, I'm going to lose you guys if I try to... Ex- okay, so I googled speculative fiction and the images is like a whole bunch of Venn diagrams. Oh, and God. Good Lord, it's confusing. See, at this point,
0: why, why even try to categorize something? It's almost like... Yeah. Uh, I don't really, I, I I honestly, even as a musician, I, was I say, don't know how to categorize genres that well anymore. Mate,
1: music is the most confusing.
0: Yeah. It's tough nowadays. Like, it's really difficult to, like, purely say that this is R&B or to say that this is pop or jazz or rock like you can kind of oh this has rap in it but is it hip-hop or like you know last time it was a bit more straightforward yeah. where it's like that's rap that's punk rock that's uh bubblegum which you
1: know i'm not gonna say it's a bad thing oh no
0: not at all it's i fucking i fucking love it but it also then makes it like there's always going to be douchebags out there that try to categorize it into like 14 subgenres.
1: Yeah. you hear that lgbtq plus community <laughs>
0: Or, like, I we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or like, um, uh, no, I, I'm I, just kidding. I
0: love you. I'm an ally. I try to be an ally. Anyway. Or, like, remember the early days of Netflix? Oh, sort of. Or, like, not the early days, but the middle days of Netflix yeah. where they had super fucking specific categories. Yeah. It would be like, world war ii alternate history science fiction starring german, female lead
1: from a german point of view. yeah i hear you and then it's there'll like, be like seven one movies. film <laughs> or like seven and then but like, what the fuck there's seven amazing i have to walk us back a little bit so in case you're confusing why i brought up gay people like in a weird way it's like because i mean that's the thing that's been facing them that society too it's like yeah first it was lgb right lgb lesbian gay bisexual and then it's like LGBTQ, LGBT with transsexual, then Q. Now it's they, it's plus. And then there's plus plus. LGBTQIA. It's a lot, right? Because it's the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I no, love see, that it's it, like...
0: It makes a bit more sense when it comes to categorizing humans. Oh,
1: yeah. keep going, my friend. Here's a shovel. Start digging. No, 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 Let's no, Let's just no. see where this goes. No, 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 no. It,
0: it makes more sense when it comes... Oh, man. It makes more... I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, but- it makes more sense when it comes to trying to, like, categorize, like, people with personalities and individualism because they want to feel like an individual. Okay. And every human has a right to be... An individual, okay. right? Or at least not feel like they're being herded into this one group. But here we're just talking about fucking books. You know, like, just call that <laughs> okay. science fiction. I thought you were trying to make the opposite point. No, 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 no. I'm trying to go, like, it's okay that that acronym just is just going to keep going on for forever because we're dealing with humans with consciousness and lives and identities In- Individuality. Here. Individuality. Yeah. So, like, I have no qualms of that. It's more like <laughs> if you try to get nitpicky about book genres just so you can satisfy some nerdy itch. Eh, I don't care. Sci-fi is sci-fi. It doesn't got to be hard or soft or speculative or introspective <laughs> or <it's>, uh specular. <laughs> I really don't care.
1: Like it's like don't try to you can y- <laughs> Where do you think I was going? Like are you like I don't know. Like I thought you were going to say like um that like it's cool that like films and and music try to find categories but not people. Uh, <laughs> you should fit into two categories. <laughs> You're either straight or dead. <laughs> send your cyberbullying <laughs> to nathan hartono at oh, @instagram.instagram.com no. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh,
0: oh also i forgot I, I did start another show oh my god seriously like the amount of content um i started solar opposites or i finished what solar the fuck opposites is that
1: i've never heard of that either
0: solar opposites is um it's a new show by justin royland oh um, oh yeah, yeah you were t- yeah so i need to pick that out basically rick and morty so if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, check out Solo Opposites. It's essentially the same show, but less cynical and more violent. It's a play um, on Polar Opposites. Yes. Um, also, it's uh, the two main characters are voiced by Justin Roiland and Thomas Middleditch. I like that. Yeah. It's, a re- cool. it's really, really fun. And it does a completely baffling thing where, not too much of a spoiler, it, but it does a completely baffling thing where the C-plot, is probably more fascinating than the A and B plots. <laughs> it's it's really strange that they chose to approach it like that. But yeah, like the C plot of the show it's probably like the main thing that 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 I'm recommending it
1: for. Alright. So it's yeah. I feel like we're going to run out of things really quick if we made this category. But what did you watch this week? Was it the OA? Was it Never Have I Ever? Or was it Solar Opposites? I feel it's not fair that Nathan has two. Let me give you another one. I feel Uh, like TV
0: movies in general, it's almost like porn at this point. Like They can just stop making new things now. Because there's so much good shit, like all of the things that I mentioned, you mm-hmm. haven't even heard about. Yeah, crazy. But they're all kind of like there's just so much good shit now. Like, but they there's just... going to be
1: like corona lag. You know what I mean? I said, su- but like, just... like all these films and TV shows were produced like months ago.
0: But think about all the things on Netflix that you have no inkling to even try watching that could potentially like be amazing.
1: Pretty good. Like they suck though. <laughs> I don't know. The cream rises to the top. People talk about it. So at least I've heard of the OA. Right. I know Justin Rowland's work. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose.
0: I just, you know, there's shows that I I, I know that I'm never going to get around to watching unless, like... Like Money Heist. I have to watch that. Is it good? I hear people say it's good. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Only thing is that... Spanish. Yeah, I... I, it's tough to watch, like, subtitled shows because you have to give it your undivided attention. Yeah.
1: With TV shows, it's harder, right? With movies, it's like, no problem. We're watching a movie. Yeah. You
0: know? With shows, it's like, you really... Especially, like, a show like Money Heist that has so many episodes. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. Like, to you just
1: have to be staring at the screen the whole time. And I hate dubs. I can't do dubs. Like... Yeah. I tried it for a hot second with Kingdom because I think I was, like, doing something where... Yeah. Or anyway. Yeah, it sucks.
0: Yeah. Dubs don't really work. Especially when, like, because... Like... When you read the translations, it makes sense. But when you hear someone else read the translation with like attempted emotion, the translations are never written
1: like good dialogue. Yeah. They're always written as translations. Ooh, you know what's tough? For a second, I still had the English subtitles on for Kingdom and I had the dub on and it was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. They were different.
0: Yeah, they're always slightly different, yeah. right? But weird. yeah, I'm not a fan of dubs because uh, unless it's like um an anime or something yeah because it's a bit less
1: offensive because the mouths are cartoons yeah i agree with that that's totally true <laughs> yeah weird Alrighty, righty cool 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 you lasted a whole episode nathan i feel like you're peppier now than you were at the beginning a little bit i gained energy but i'm definitely feeling that like post zyrtec haze that i always yeah. get like my eyes feel like they're puffing closed what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I get what you're saying. I feel I'm watching. Okay, now I'm watching Nathan now, and yeah. I feel like your blinks are getting longer and longer. So I think this is a good place to leave it, ladies think I'm, and gentlemen. I think I'm dying. Eh. Well, it can't be COVID. I haven't coughed once. Really quick cyber bully him and then maybe you could be the cause. That's fucked up. <laughs> wow, what a weird! I've said some up, like place. questionable shit That's this questionable. episode,
0: but that was kind of horrible. would yeah. bully him for that.
1: Yeah, well, if you if you're still listening, you're a true fan, and you will just cyber nerd us. Uh, <laughs> until next week, ladies and gentlemen, you've been awesome. Nathan's been sleepy. I've been just John. Thanks for the hang. For it. Yep. <laughs> what a place to be.